Hey there, it's Zach Nemec, the host of The Very Heart of It, presented by Bariatric Fusion. Today, we're joined by my amazing co-host, Amy Walling from Bariatric Fusion, as well as Priyanka Polker. She is one of the founders and clinical director at Advantage Point Behavioral, which is a telehealth company specializing in pre-surgical mental health assessments for bariatric patients, as well as post-operative counseling. She's been in the field for over eight years and specializes in eating disorders and has treated both patients and families as they have gone through some of the hardest parts of their life. Therapy has always been a lifelong passion of hers. She and the rest of her team acknowledge the mental and emotional challenges that bariatric patients face after such a life-changing procedure. Her team of seasoned therapists helps bariatric patients move positively towards their weight loss goals by helping them face their challenges so they can focus on what is most important in their lives. Welcome, Amy and Priyanka. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Zach. Hello, Zach. Are you guys doing good today? Yeah, pretty good. We're having a good day. Super excited about this podcast today. So am I. The topic, I think, will be very interesting to all of our listeners and our practitioners in the field. Super excited about this podcast because Priyanka is one of my really good friends. I've known her for, gosh, a lot of years, probably. I don't want to count. I'm excited that we have her as a special guest today. Priyanka, can you kind of give us your background for the listeners right now and just kind of an overview of everything that you do and you provide? Yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. I'm Priyanka. I'm the clinical director here at Advantage Point Behavioral. I'm also by professional career, a licensed professional counselor. My specialty is eating disorders. That's where I trained in. And therefore, I'm very familiar with a lot of bariatric patients and patients who are getting weight loss surgery. Our company, what it specifically does is we do the pre-surgical psychological evaluations for patients who are getting bariatric surgery. As we all know, you know, that's a very long road to get to that point. And so we provide that through telehealth so the patient doesn't have to leave their house and they can do it from the comfort of their own home. Proud to say we've done over 70,000 of them at this point. So we're very well versed in how we do things. It's a very well-oiled machine. We started 12 years ago as a startup. And it just kind of took a life of its own when word spread that we were doing it this way. And so we have several surgeons around the United States who use our service now. And, you know, basically it's a win-win for the surgeon and the patient because, again, you know, with obesity, it's difficult for sometimes for the patient to be mobile and get places and things like that. And so this is an access to care for patients who are living in rural towns or even in the city and things like that. So that's my little spiel on Advantage Point. Well, again, thank you for joining us. And that experience, I think, is what patients need to hear because oftentimes we only think about the food side of it and not the mental side of it. And though two do go hand in hand together, I think for a lot of us, I'm a patient myself. And sometimes I have to take a step back and think about the two of them together. But on that, today we wanted to kind of talk about the craziness of the world in all reality right now is we're going through COVID-19 pandemic, and it's a very stressful time. And people are still having bariatric surgery during this time. And, you know, they're still utilizing the service you offer. So I kind of wanted to ask what types of like stresses, fears, or anxieties are patients presenting with during this time that you're interacting with? Yeah, I feel like, you know, some of the stresses are obviously general for everybody and some specific to bariatric patients. But I would say the main concerns are, you know, uncertainty for the future. Of course, the fear of getting illnesses, the illness from COVID 
And that increases with morbidly obese patients or obese patients because they have underlying health issues like diabetes and high blood pressure, high cholesterol, things like that. Fear of what is happening to society just in general, fear of what is happening to the economy. And of course, grief from a sense of loss in the sense like, where did my everyday life go, my routine go? And that can throw people into you know, all kinds of frenzy. And of course, those thoughts are you know, even worse with patients that are already suffering from depression and anxiety. So I would say you know, those are pretty big things as far as what patients or even regular people are dealing with these days. Yeah, most definitely. What are some of the triggers that you're noticing for these stresses with patients, with bariatric patients in particular? Yeah, you know, I do think that because everybody is quarantining or avoiding other people, so there tends to be, they're isolating. A lot of people are isolating or they're not seeing family as much as they used to. So a change of routine in how they eat, maybe, you know, in both their life and just everyday eating patterns, having more time to observe their body changes. So, you know, just having access to like mirrors all day or a scale at home where as opposed to, you know, going to the office and being in an office environment where you don't have access to that, feeling a loss of control or helplessness and just turning to old thought patterns, stress eating, things like that because of the enormous amount of stress everybody's under right now. So those are pretty common triggers that I've been noticing with patients these days. I'm sure there are varying ways that patients could cope with these stresses. What are in general, just some of your healthy ways to cope with things that you would recommend? Yeah. So I feel like we live in a time where technology is so accessible to all of us. So that's good and bad. One of the things I always tell patients is like taking breaks from watching, listening, or reading the news, including social media. I think hearing about the pandemic over and over and over can instill just hopelessness and fear and things like that. So just taking a break from that taking care of your body, deep breathing, stretching, meditating, of course, sleeping properly, avoiding alcohol or drugs at this time, making time to unwind and doing something enjoyable. You know, I feel like sometimes we don't think we deserve that on a daily basis, but I think even something as simple as like treating yourself to a movie that maybe you haven't seen or you haven't time to watch can really lift you up, get that oxytocin moving in your mind. Connecting with others, again, virtually. So even like doing a Zoom call with a friend or social interaction that way, I think is is hugely important. We're humans and we crave that. So I think isolating is one thing, but being able to connect from a technology platform can be very helpful. So those are, you know, I think some good coping skills, daily exercise, even if it's 10 minutes, YouTube videos, there's so many of them, things like that, podcasts, talking through exercise routines, things like that. I always tell people, you know, like, even though you're at home, you should still like dress up in your workout clothes, like you would in normal times, like you're going to the gym, but that also motivates you because when you see yourself, you're like, okay, I'm in these clothes and I have to do something about it. I would say those are all pretty good and healthy ways of coping with these type of triggers. I do want to ask, since there can be a feeling of a little bit of loss of control in particular with all the new layers of COVID reality in terms of wearing a mask and getting your temperature taken when you go places. That can be overwhelming to some people, especially if they're not going out very often. Do you have any recommendations for someone feeling a bit overwhelmed with you know that new reality and not being able to work out maybe too, just adapting to that reality? Yeah, you know, I think just appreciating that your body can still do a lot of 
cool stuff, reminding yourself that what can my body do versus how should my body look, that kind of thing. The overwhelmingness of wearing a mask and social distancing and all that stuff. Yeah, it's stressful, but knowing that that's going to also help prevent you from getting the illness, I think is kind of lessening the stress of getting that, if that makes sense. Like knowing that these are the things you have to do to get to the end of the tunnel and we're all going to get there. And this is a temporary situation. I think just if you can reframe your mind and thinking that way, I think that that's going to help you in the long run. So Priyanka, how would you tell our listeners how to challenge their thoughts about negative body image at this time or anytime, really. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, that's always really the tough one, I think, for everybody. One of the things I always say is like, remind yourself that you are not alone in this. Everybody has those days where they question it, even if they feel like they look amazing one day and the next day, they all of a sudden don't feel that way. Reminding yourself that unfollow on social media, like what you don't think is helpful to you. I think that's so triggering when people look at certain images and they're like, oh, I wish I was like that or this or comparison, which, you know, naturally as humans, we all do that. But I think if you can get rid of some of that daily like social media influence, I think that it'll bring some calmness into your life where you're not constantly worried about that. Just like I said, like social interaction, enjoying social distant meals with families over Zoom, things like that. Appreciate that your body can still do a lot of cool stuff, even though You know, you may not feel like when you look in the mirror that you look the best that you can, that you look at your body more as an instrument and not versus an ornament. You know, my body is amazing. I can do A, B, and C, even if it can't do the rest of it. And then reframe your focus just on fitness. Like, again, what can my body do versus how can my body look? So, you know, when you're lifting weights and you're like, okay, I wish I could lift a 25 pound, but I'm not feeling it today. But even Lifting the 10-pound dumbbell and giving yourself a pat on the back for doing that. Gratitude for what your body can do, I think. Journaling, I think, is also amazing. If you are somebody that's struggling with that, little victories, I think writing little victories down in your journal and then going back and reading about those victories, I think, are also a way to kind of lift up your self-esteem quite a bit. So those are kind of, you know, the main suggestions I would have on that. Those are great answers. I think we've covered a lot. Do you have any other final thoughts? I feel like we've covered everything that could be super helpful for bariatric patients and especially during this pandemic. Any final thoughts or feelings that you'd like to throw in there? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You know, I think bariatric surgery, I think even getting to that point is a big accomplishment. But also knowing that, you know, like we all know is on a magic wand, it's a tool. Um, A lot of it is mental and psychological. And so post-surgery, attending the support groups, going to those diligently, I think, you know, being out in the community and getting feedback from people, from bariatric patients who are successful and even those who are unsuccessful and just really like staying top on top of yourself, I think, is a key to success with this. But yeah, those are really my final thoughts. Well, I want to thank you personally. This was really good. I feel like you provided some great information, but it's always a pleasure to be with you because you're one of my friends. And also you're just so talented and you're so intelligent. So we're really appreciative that you joined the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. And I thank you guys for the opportunity. This was really fun. Thank you, Zach. And thank you, Amy. I really appreciate it. And thank you for me too, Amy and Priyanka. We always try to get to the very heart of it. That's the name of the show. It's kind of fun. But in a way, mental health is just super important. You kind of 
gave our listeners a guide to survive bariatric surgery during a very trying time. So I do thank you for that, helping us to get to the very heart of it, which is the whole point. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) And maybe we'll be able to have you back on in the future to talk about anything that you feel that our patients need to know about. Yeah, I would love to. 